Welcome to our youth service, Coach Davis Terra here, and we are now in our week five of our series na Tayo, Tayo, or We Stand. Now, before we go there, no, I am sure napapansin na natin na sobrang init na, no? <laughs> na parang ang lagkit ng feeling, no? Actually, meron ng picture dyan, no? Kaya mainit daw kasi malapit yung Philippines sa sun, di ba? <laughs> di ko alam kung na-feel nyo na yun. And I'm sure, hindi lang atmosphere or temperature natin yung init pa, but also the whole climate of the Philippines, especially as elections are drawing near. In a couple of weeks, we will be electing a new leader for our nation, no? At alam ko, uh, for most of us here, if not all of us here, we are on fire to see a change in our nation. But my prayer is, as much as we are on fire for our nation, you know, to see a change, to see a difference, my prayer is we will also be on fire for God's purposes for our nation as well. At kaya nga ito yung title natin, no? we stand. Tayo, uh, tayo, tayo. Okay? We stand. We stand to see God's purposes to happen in our nation. And we're looking at the book of Nehemiah. And I think last week, Coach Nikki preached a powerful message about us persevering. Because changing the nation or changing uh, the environment around us, hindi yan madali. Maraming challenges. That's why we need to persevere. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens throughout. Uh, uh, it, it happens as we move forward. It's, it happens as we come together. And it happens over time. And today, we're going to continue that. We're going to read from Nehemiah chapter 5. And I'm prayer go, please, please, please. If you love your nation, if you love the Philippines, read Nehemiah. You will learn a lot about nation transformation. Nehemiah 5 verses 1 to 5. It says here, about this time, some of the men and their wives raised a cry of protest against their fellow Jews. They were saying, We have such large families. We need more food to survive. Others said, We have mortgage, our fields, vineyards, and homes to get food during the famine. And others have said, We have had to borrow money for our fields and vineyards to pay our taxes. We belong to the same family as those who are wealthy, and our children are just like theirs. Yet, we must sell our children into slavery just to get enough money to live. Lord, I pray na mangusap po kayo sa amin dito sa message nyo. And I pray that we would see your perspective even in all the injustices that's happening around us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Alam, alam ko, no, familiar na kayo sa context nito. No? Israel was allowed by the kingdom of Persia to rebuild the walls or rebuild their nation. But, even if Persia allowed that, Israel, in a way, is still under the nation of Persia. And the Persian king, okay, ang, ang kalakaran dati, ay meron siyang mga nilalagay na mga satraps or mga governors uh, over the areas that the nation of Persia is ruling on, or ruling over, no? And the Persian king demands a particular tax every year, annually, na kailangan bayaran ng mga sinasakupan niya. Now, the problem is this. Diba alam natin na yung Israel, nire-rebuild nila yung wall. And rebuilding the wall is equal to, in a way, symbolically, rebuilding their nation. So, busy-busy sila doon sa kagagawa ng walls, inaayos nila yung mga nasa paligid. Siyempre, during their time, most of, uh, men are the one who's working. So, instead na nagtatrabaho sila para sa pamilya nila, nakafocus sila in nation building. So, ang ending, okay, dahil nakafocus sila sa pagpapatayo ng mga walls, yung pamilya nila, Okay? Kulang yung kailangan nila para mabuhay. Na on top of that, meron pa rin tax na dinedemand yung Persian king. And on top of that, ito ah, 
Merong mga mangilan-ngilan ng mga Israelites who are somehow wealthy or nakakuha ng a part of their land or meron silang money galing, galing sa Persia. So when they got there, they are somehow ahead of the other Israelites. At itong ginagawa nila. Yung mga kababayan nila na hirap makakuha ng tax, ang gagawin nila, magsasanla sila ng lupa nila sa mga kababayan din nila. Okay? And kung kulang pa yon, isasanla nila yung mga sarili nila, yung mga anak nila. Kasi ang laki daw ng interest. So imagine, may tax nang kinukuha yung Persian king, tapos yung sarili nilang kababayan, pag nagpapautang sila, ang laki ng tax, ang, ang laki ng interest, ang laki ng hinihingi nila kapalit. And the, the problem there is that lahat yung ginagawa habang tinatry mong i-rebuild yung nation mo. So we are aware last week that there are oppositions, problems on the outside. But now we're going to see a much more hideous or nakakatakot na problema. And those are the problems inside. Nehemiah saw the injustice happening in Israel. And the injustice was done by their fellow countrymen. Ito, totoo ba o hindi? Diba minsan, ang masakit, eh hindi yung nasasaktan ka ng mga banyaga o ng ibang tao. Minsan ang masakit, nasasaktan ka ng sarili mong kababayan. That's what's happening here. Fellow Israelites are abusing and promoting injustices to their other fellow Israelites. The poor becomes poorer. Kulang na nga, hirap sila sa tax, dinatry ko i-rebuild to, sinanlana namin to, ay may interest pala, hindi ko mabayaran, uutang uli ako, ay may interest pala, uutang uli ako. The poor gets poorer and the rich gets richer. Nehemiah saw that. Now, What's going, to, what's going to happen next? Verse 6 to 7. Sabi dito, when, Nehemiah, when I heard the complaints, I was very angry. After thinking it over, I spoke out against these nobles and officials. I told them, you are hurting your own relatives by charging interest when they borrow money. Then I called a public meeting to deal with the problem. Let's look at those sets of verses. Verses 6 to 7, napakadami natin makukuha. Pag may injustices tayong nakikita, paano ba tayo magre-respond? Verses 6 to 7 is so packed in how Nehemiah did it. The first thing is this, sabi niya dun, oh, when I heard the complaints, Nehemiah got exposed to the situation. Nalaman niya. Hindi siya nagbubulag-bulagan. He heard the complaints. Question, how do you listen to? How, where do we get our information? Where do we get exposed to? Now, honestly, of course, do sa generation natin, aminin na natin, social media yung number one source of information natin. Let's just take it as it is. Nandito na tayo sa mundo ngayon, na when I just look at my phone, I'm able to look at various things. Now, the problem there is some of them are not true, some of them are propaganda, some of them are fake news. So, may certain layer or level na kailangan natin siyang aralin. But the problem is when we when our whole perspective revolves around what we see in our screens. You know, I, I remember um, hearing stories of injustices from taxi drivers, from grab drivers, from tricycle drivers. I re remember hearing stories of injustices from teachers and students. Kasi minsan ganun tayo, tiba, yung mga pagstudyante, grabe tong teacher na to, napaka-toxic niya, hindi naman nagtuturo. Pero sa kabilang side, sa perspective ng teacher, ah, may pinanggagalingan din sila. And you get to listen to where they're coming from. You will be surprised where they are coming from. I want to encourage you to listen to people. 
even if their view is different. Yes, listen to the Christian view. Listen to non-Christians as well. Listen to those who have the political view and conviction that you have, and listen to those who don't have the political view that you have. Yun yung kailangan natin matuto no, to increase our capacity to listen. Kasi kung hahayaan lang natin yung nakikita natin dito, this is an algorithm. We are being curated na ito lang makita natin and we are being shaped by certain things and information. I want to encourage you, break the algorithm by doing it offline. Listen to people with actual stories. Ito nakakatawa. Na, na, napakinggan ko na yung iniwan, okay? yung heartbroken, at yung nangiwan. Okay? Yung naloko at naloko. And it's so interesting to get their perspective over that. I'm not saying that the other perspective is right. Okay? Sometimes yung perspective nila mali. Pero importante dyan, narinig mo. Napakinggan mo. Alam mo kung saan siya nanggaling. Increase our capacity to listen is one of the things we should be doing now than just talking and posting. Let's continue that verse. When I heard their complaints, I was very angry. Anger is not sin. And I want to say this. Being angry is not a sin. There are certain things that we should be angry about. And if we are, we see injustice, it is natural that we feel angry. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. The reason why we should be angry when we see injustices done to fellow human beings is because we are made, we are made in the image of God who, see, who gets angry when he sees injustices done. Deuteronomy 32 verse 4, sabi dito, The rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. If we are, expect, uh, we are actually expected to feel angry over unnatural and, uh, over, and unnatural over injustices. Sabi ko nga, no, God is just and we are created in his image. Therefore, our heart has an innate desire to see and enact injustices, uh, to see and enact justice, rather. Seeing injustices happen around us will, will and should make us feel uncomfortable. And it may produce anger in us. Okay lang yan. Nehemiah saw that. Nung, na, nung narinig niya, nung na-expose siya, naggalit siya. Pero nung sabi, verse 7, at dito tayo na naiiwan, after thinking it over, the Bible teaches us that in our anger, we should not sin. Not let the emotions get the best of us. To not cancel immediately. To not hate immediately. Pag may nakita tayong injustices, let it simmer down. You know, let it build. Let it, you know, process it with the view of God. Hayaan mo siya parang, ah, ka. Okay? Think it over. Huwag ka agad mag-post. Pagdasal at pag-isipan mo muna. What will happen if we do this? What will happen if we pause instead of we let our emotions get the best of us? I believe, no? May iwasan natin yung mga unhealthy na mga conflicts. And then after thinking it over, anong sabi dito? I spoke out. Then I pressed further, verse 9. What you are doing is not right. Should you not walk in the fear of God in order to avoid being mocked by enemy nations? 
Calling out was not wrong. Nehemiah spoke out against the injustice. Tiba? And But there are proper ways and avenues to do it. Yung specific, yung hindi nang de-degrade. Ang English dyan ay contempt. You treat with other people with contempt. Ibig sabihin parang minamaliit, minamata na natin sila. As if they are lesser human beings. We need to respond responsibly, still treating the other side with dignity. Wag bastos, wag nang aalipusta, hindi with contempt. Then I called the public meeting to deal with the problem. Wow! Imagine yung evolution. Na-expose si Nehemiah, nagalit siya, prinases niya to kay Lord. Okay? He spoke out and then he dealt with the problem. There was an active effort to confront the problem. Hindi siya nagtago, hindi siya nagchismis. He was part of the solution. Now question, how do we respond when we see the evils and the injustices around us? Tiba parang, ang daming mga problema dito sa Pilipinas natin, kahit nga sa school mo lang eh. Sino sa inyo dito sinabi niya sa school niya, to school na to, bulok to. Ayan, di ba? Yan ang mga usual na, usual na, yan yung mga usual na linyahan ng mga estudyante, bulok ng school ko. Ayan, di ba? Um, yung electric pan, di ba? Parang nakatutok lang sa isa, di ba? <laughs> How do people respond when there are injustices or evil that's happening? Maybe for some of us, we're apathetic, passive. Para ang point, hindi eh, naman ako apektado dyan, ayoko nang makigulo. Okay? Um, or baka mamaya, kaya ka medyo apathetic kasi hindi mo lang alam kung anong gagawin mo. Or maybe there's fear. Fear that I can't do anything. Fear that it's so hard. Fear na baka mamaya pagtawanan ako or maliitin ako. Or maybe iba sa atin dito or karamihan sa atin dito, mema. Okay? We just gossip. We just, you know, meron ako dating kausap na estudyante. Okay? Sobra siyang passionate. Naalala niyo yun nung nag-pandemic, tiba may mga jeepney drivers na nawalan ng pasada, tiba Tapos nahirapan sila, tiba Ganyan. Tapos um, mag, may mga fundraising daw. So may tinanong akong student, wow, ang galing naman nung ginagawa mo kasi nagtatry siya mag-fundraise. Okay, saan yan? Sinong tinutulungan niya? Tapos ano bang mga ginagawa mo? Sabi na sa akin, ah, nag-share lang ako kuya. Hindi, hindi, ko, hindi ko naman kilala din yan. So parang, he was not involved. Mema lang siya. Okay? Nakikigatong lang siya. Kuwawa yung mga driver. Hindi naman niya kilala. Okay? Wala siyang... Wala, it was just adding. He's not even part of the problem. Okay? Tagagatong lang, kumbaga. Nakilala kayong ganun kay Viga. Yung tagagatong lang. Diba yung parang... Oh, parang laging nang dadagdag na lang. Yung alam mong nag-aaway na nga kayo, nang, nang, nang gugulo pa. Some of us here, the Christian tayo, we respond in an over-spiritual way. Puro pray, pray, pray na lang. Puro cast out, cast out na lang. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a place for that. But if we end there, we miss out the opportunity to change and shape our nation. Now, for some of us here, we respond with hate. Pag may injustices, hate. Okay? Ang sama na. Meron akong nakausap dahating student, ang tahawag niya na sa ilan sa mga politiko, mamamatay tao. Wow! Okay, imagine that. You have already passed judgment over someone. Contempt, abusive, minsan vengeance na. Paghihigante and not justice. Or for some of us here, pag merong injustices, may selfish thoughts. Anong example niyan? Yung alam mo nang naghihirap na yung kababahay mo, tapos gagamitin mo pa, <laughs> okay, yung opportunity to mag-promote ng sarili mo lagay ng mukha ng something, selfish motives, or, let's just say, pag may injustices, there are also injustices done 
by us ourselves. We are, we are guilty as well. Lahat naman tayo dito, whether you admit it or not, we've done injustices by us. Tama ba ako? If you stole an answer from your classmate, cheating, it starts there. If you started to, alam mo yun, ghost, okay, someone, it starts there. All of these things are issues of the heart. Imagine ko ang tao, may ganyan mga issue, apathy, fear, mema, hate. Tapos ikaw yung mag enact ng justice. Ay talaga nga naman, magiging systemic ang injustice natin. That is why part of nation transformation is personal transformation as well. That is why preaching the gospel is so crucial because it is only God who will change the hearts. How did Nehemiah face this injustice and how can we apply the message today? Four words. Personal responsibility and positional opportunity. Wherever you are right now, can you say that? Personal responsibility and positional opportunity. Verses 10 to 11. I myself, as well as my brothers and my workers, have been lending mon people money and grain. But now let us stop this business of charging interest. You must restore their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and homes to them this very day and repay the interest you charge when you lent them money, grain, new wine, and olive oil. So next verse, sabi dito, For the entire 12 years that I was governor of Judah, sabi ni Himaya, from the 20th year to the 32nd year, of the reign of King Artaxerxes, I, neither I nor my officials drew on our official food allowance. Kasi, and later I'll tell this, no? The former governors, in contrast, had laid heavy burdens on the people, demanding a daily ra uh, ration of food and wine besides 40 pieces of silver. Even their assistants took advantage of the people. But because I feared God, I did not act that way. Personal responsibility. Sabi ni Nehemiah doon, I myself. Si Nehemiah mismo, ako mismo. Sabi niya, out of his own money, okay, he was helping out people. There are personal things that we can do to promote justice. The motivation of Nehemiah was coming from the fear of God. How about not cheating when you're having exams? How about letting your yes be yes and your no be no? How about listening to other people? How about fact-checking the things you're sharing? Those are some personal things that we can do. How about respecting the other people's belief? How about trying to connect to the other people's belief? How about volunteering? <laughs> Those are personal responsibilities that we can do. How about discipling someone? How about preaching the gospel to someone? How about praying for someone? Those are some examples of the personal things we can do. Pero aminin na natin. Diba meron ako dating maling mindset na pwede ka naman tumulong kahit wala kang position. And that's true. You can help wherever you are even if you don't have a position. But let's not also deny that when you do have a position, ang laki ng impact mo. Kasi kung personal responsibility yun lang, ang liit eh. Pero kung binigyan ka ni Lord or may opportunity si Lord, the platform na pwede mong gamitin, ang laki ng impact mo. That's why we have what we call positional opportunity. Positional opportunity. What do I mean? Remember, sabi dito ni Nehemiah, Nehemiah was governor. He was assigned eventually by the Persian king to be in charge of Israel. Ibig sabihin, may karapatan si Nehemiah kumuha ng tax extra para sa kanya. 
But instead of doing that, he did not do that. Yung kailangan lang ng hari, yun lang yung kinukuha niya. Hindi na siya kumukuha ng sarili niya. In fact, siya pa yung nagbibigay. Lugi pa si Nehemiah. He used his position to express his values. He used his position not to oppress people, but to pull them up. See the power when you are in position. No, madalas natin naririnig yung salitang count your privilege. Pero parang sinasabi natin yan para hilain yung ibang tao pababa. Oh, ganda ng laptop niya. Wow, nagpupunta siya doon. You should count your privilege. No, you know what? There's nothing wrong in enjoying what God gave you. In fact, what we should be doing is that we should take responsibility for our own privileges na meron tayo. And use that in a way that loves God and others. Not to bring them down. Wala naman big or small effort eh. Let me ask you this question. What do you have now that you can use to honor God? Ano yung meron ka? Act on your personal responsibilities and ask God for positional opportunities. Yung personal responsibility mo, gawin mo na. Pero huwag kang tumakbo kung bibigyan ka ni Lord ng positional opportunities. What do I mean? You see, Moses had a stick in his hands. And it starts there. And God used that stick to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt. Ito, a personal story of mine. No? Naging student council din ako nung uh, school ko. Okay? Especially in my fourth year, yung pinaka-busy na year. But I felt like it's a personal responsibility of mine to give something back to my school at nabigyan ako ng positional opportunities. Tumakbo ako, nanalo ako at di naman sa pagyayabang nung natapos yung term ko, and hindi kami negative. Kumita pa ang student council. At yun yung binigay namin pabalik sa susunod na student council na, na meron kami. I graduated as a nurse. Your coach Nikki actually is a schoolmate of mine. Lower year siya. Graduated as a nurse. Alam mo ba si Coach Nikki nyo? Ano rin siya? Um, uh, uh, naging editor-in-chief siya ng student publication namin sa college. And she used that as an opportunity to connect with people and share the gospel as well. Now, dahil nga nurse kami, nagkaroon ng bagyo noon. Okay, di nyo na siguro ito naabutan. Bagyong ondoy ba ito? <laughs> okay. And me, Coach Nikki and Coach Chell, we are all nurses. Same school. May picture kami dyan. Makikita nyo kung gaano kapayat <laughs> at gano kapayak ng mga bagay okay we went to part, some villages that got affected by the the flooding and we helped them medically and we also got to preach to them the gospel as well hindi lang yun no? after that we started repacking some goods wala namang student student kami wala kami mapa, wala pa kami mabigay siguro ang ambag ko lang diyan dalawang delata yun lang yung ambag ko pero meron akong energy. Meron akong oras. That's my personal responsibility. We would go there and pack hundreds, if not thousands of relief goods and deliver them to people who would transport them. Pos- personal responsibility. Positional opportunity. Yung nurse ako ah. Pwede ako makatulong dito. Now, I remember a story of Mela, one of our leaders sa Cubao, no? Nung peak ng uh, lockdown 2020, when she saw the kids around their area having a hard time adjusting to that, she felt God speak to her. Now, why not start something with these kids? 
So, alam mo ginawa? Sabi nung ano, sabi niya sa mga, uh, meron siyang personal responsibility at may opportunity rin. Okay? So, sabi niya, sige, magtititsyertitsyeran ako. Okay? Pero bago yun, may share siya about kay God. Okay? And, after niya mag-share ng tungkol kay God, tinutulungan niya about the other school topics na kaya niya, no? And there came a time that even she gave her own money. Okay? Para out of her allowance. Now, because of that, the result of that, are some of those students, yung mga ibang bata, tuloy-tuloy pa rin naman, but some of them, she started to do one-to-one, she shared her testimony, she preached the gospel. It's a personal responsibility of hers, and it's a positional opportunity. Pag tingin niya doon, boom! Mga bata. Tapos sabi ni Lord, mag-start ka. Ha, ah, kaya ko ba to? Kinakabahan siya. Pero sabi niya, sige, gawin ko na. Sabi niya nga sa akin nung kinausap ko siya, no? Natatakot ako actually, coach, kasi baka mamaya may tanungin siya, sila sa akin, hindi ko masagot. Sabi ko, oh, may tinanong ba? Sabi niya, mayroon, coach, pero buti na lang may Holy Spirit. Nasagot ko naman. Minsan masyado tayong napaparanoid, hindi pa nga dumadating. <laughs> Another story is, uh, uh, Mika or, anong pang, Kael? Kaila na, Kaila <laughs> okay? Uh, I met Mika when, um, I think she was in senior high, if I'm not mistaken. But now, Kaila is... Uh, a student council in PUP San Juan. Ganun din. Alam niya, tinatawag na siya ni Lord mag-serve, like King David, pero siya parang nahiya. Medyo nag-step back pa nga siya ng konti, pero ginamit pa rin siya ni Lord. And now, with her, along with her friend, okay, um, they, they're trying to serve their campus. Positional opportunity. Now, a story in others, no? This is the story of Rika, uh, one of our leaders in Bulacan. She was reached out as a student, she graduated, and there was an opportunity for her to run for a government position in Bulacan. And you know what? She was so overwhelmed. Pero sabi niya, sabi niya no, and I quote, This may sound so cliche, but being able to engrave leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence in my heart was really important. Purpose only comes from God. Now she's running. Is she going to win? I don't know. Baka, baka hindi. Hindi naman yun eh. Yung faith niya to step in that positional opportunity. Another, another one, no? um, I met Hans. Okay? Hans is a student council president in one of our campuses in Pangasinan. Um, siya yung medyo, siya yung naka-black dyan sa picture na yan. Yung katabi niya, okay? uh, yung katabi ko rin, yung naka-orange, red-orange, Okay, is his vice president. Now, both of them, the student council president and the vice uh, president, out of their own initiative, no? Sila na mismo nagsabi, yes, they're helping their school, they're helping their campus, you know, the physical reform. Pero sabi nila, kailangan ng spiritual transformation. Sila na nagsabi sa mga campus missionaries natin sa Pangasinan, Coach, pwede ba kami mag-start ng something? Kailangan lang may ma-reach out. There's a personal responsibility that intersected with the positional opportunity they have. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I got the chance to go to North, uh, a North Luzon campus rally uh, in the area of Pangasinan, where more than 300 students came. And when they were there, they realized that they are indeed a world changer. Alam nyo, ang daming pwede natin gawin, pero napaka-strategic kung nasaan kayo ngayon as a student. We have what we have this what we call the campus manifesto. Eight reasons why we need to reach the campuses. 
eight reasons why it's so crucial for us to not miss out to reach out the students. Kung nasan kayo, it's a strategic opportunity. Imagine that, no? The future leaders of our society are on the campuses. Major movements, bad or good, start in the campus. Majority of those who become Christians do so when they were students. The values of the campus becomes the value of our society. The most available and trainable groups are in the campus. International students, when reached out locally, can make an impact in their nations. When we reach a student, we reach a family. And God has promised to pour out His Spirit on sons and daughters. The next leaders of our society are in the campuses. Nandyan ka, napaka-crucial na opportunity na meron ka dyan. Make a change there. Let God lead you there. Preach the gospel. Advance God's kingdom. Do not hold back. Kung nanggigigil ka sa mga nangyayaring mali sa labas, simula mo sa loob ng campus mo ang pagbabago. That is your personal responsibility. And that is your positional opportunity. What do you have now that you can use to honor God? May NFT ka ba? Musician ka ba? Artist ka ba? Class president ka ba? May talent ka ba? May passion project ka ba? Kayang gamitin ni God yan. Act on your personal responsibilities and ask God for positional opportunities. As I end, let me read to you Nehemiah 6 verses 15 to 16. So the wall was finished. Wow! On, on the 25th day, on the month of Elul, in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and great, feel greatly, fell greatly on, uh, in their own esteem, for they perceived that this is the work that has been accomplished with the help of God. Wow! It took only 52 days. Imagine that, 52 days to rebuild the whole walls of the nation. It can only be the work of God. Kasi napaka-imposible niyan. It's impossible that it's only through the power and grace of God. You know, as I end, this book may have the title, Nehemiah. But as we've been reading since chapter 1 and week 1 of this series, hindi lang naman si Nehemiah yung part nito. Maraming mga tao who stood with Nehemiah. We stand. Sila-sila, <laughs> tayo-tayo, stood with Nehemiah. And not only that, they had God with them. In the same way that it took Nehemiah, more than one Nehemiah, we need the help of all of us. It will take all of us. Tayo, tayo. Tayo, tayo. Making a stand. Tumayo para ipaglaban ang mga layunin ng Panginoon para sa bansa natin. But, this is still week five. May week six pa tayo. Bakit? Pwede na ending na, no? Pero bakit kahit tapos na at na-rebuild na yung walls, hindi pa rin nare-rebuild yung nation? Bakit kahit tapos na at na-rebuild na yung walls, hindi pa rin okay ang lahat? Kasi hindi sapat. Nation building is not sustainable without personal transformation. And that is our topic next week. Let me take the time to pray for all of us here. Lord, I pray for everyone who's watching right now. Iba sa amin dito, parang bigla na lang kaming... Grabe, Lord, gamitin mo ako to believe for bigger things, to do greater things for God. 
I pray God for a vision, for positional opportunities. Magkakaroon kami ng parang, wow, may opportunity dito. Iba sa atin dito, nandiyan ka na ngayon sa position mo. And maybe God is telling you, use that position to forward or advance the kingdom of God. And I pray even right now, Lord, remove the fear. And I pray that you would build and shape our students who's watching to become people whom you will use to change wherever they are. Lord, tanggalin yung fear sa amin. Lord, we're sorry for being apathetic. We're sorry for moving in hate. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Thank you very much for joining us in our youth service. See you next week and follow us in our other social media handles as well.